Can I hum a niggin in a mikveh or a restroom? You know, there's a raivid on the Rambam in Echaz where the raivid writes, which means this author, referring to the Rambam, is not behaving like all authors behave. You ask a question, and then you admit that you can't answer it correctly. The raivid's argument is either don't ask the question in the first place, or don't uh, answer it partially. Well, I'm doing exactly the same thing. I'm not the Rambam and I'm not the Ravid, obviously. But this is a question in Halacha. Halacha, you know, like I said, in any place where the parts of the body that are supposed to be covered are uncovered, you're not supposed to say Davosha In a Merches and in a Beisakisei, there are additional dinim that the place itself can make it also to say Davosha if it's a place where Rubam Arumim and so on, meaning to say, even if you're dressed, but it's in a place where most people go not dressed, there's a shayla if you're allowed to say Dovah Shabbat There is a good explanation for why somebody would sing in the mikveh or in the bathroom. Because in those conditions, you're not allowed to speak or think divri Torah. And there's specific halachas about being careful about hirur havera, which means you're not allowed to leave your mind blank. So there's a halacha in that a person is supposed to, while he's in the bathroom, think mathematics, um, and on Shabbos, when you can't think mathematics, you have to think something that you're allowed to think on Shabbos. Singing is a very good way to keep yourself preoccupied in the mikveh so that you don't have bad thoughts, and in the Beis and, and I suppose that's probably the, the positive aspect of this uh, singing in the mikveh. So when it comes to humming a niggin, there's obviously two categories. One is a niggin with words, and the other is a niggin without words. If you're humming a niggin with words, I'm going to assume that it's psukim, or tefillis, which makes it inappropriate. Now there's the old adage of singing in the shower, or saying chazonis in the mikveh, or in the shvitz. I don't know uh, what the het it is in halacha to say divrit, you know, divrit psukim, divrit mikra, or sidur, in a place where people go around in a way that's not sufficiently uh, dressed from a perspective of Allah that you're allowed to say So the question is specifically about humming the gunam without words, humming tunes. So I guess there's different kind of tunes that people can hum. There's just benign tunes that are not necessarily Jewish tunes. Then there are tunes that have been put to Hebrew words that either are originally composed for those Hebrew words or they've been adopted for those Hebrew words and we associate the tune with those Hebrew words. And then there is tunes that don't only have a religious significance because of the words that they're attached to, but tunes whose significance, whose worth, whose spirituality is in the tune itself. Specifically, Negunim, um, particularly Chabad Negunim, but very specifically, what's called Nagunim HaMakubbalim, meaning to say Nagunim that come either from the Rabbeim or from the Gdeli Chassidim and Sadikim of Poilin. That these Nagunim have a sacredness that's sort of inherent, both in terms of who composed the Nigin, why they composed the Nigin, how these Nagunim were sung. So I'm not a Rav, I'm not an authority in Halacha, 
So I'm not qualified to speak principally about this question, but to me it seems very wrong. For someone to sit in the mikveh to sing the Bainani, or the Alter Rebbe's Nigin, obviously, uh, or Shamil, it's just, it's displaced. It's, des it's a desecration, a desecration of the Nigin, and it's completely without context. Meaning, what I'm trying to say is that even if technically in Halacha this was allowed, and I doubt it, because many of these Nigunim have become not just a part of our Hasidic culture, but part of our Avoida culture, our davening. So there's a sacredness to these Nigunim, and there's a respect that we sing, that we appreciate in singing these Nigunim. They have a time and a place and a context. You know, the Alter Rebbe's Nigun says that you don't even sing it uh, at a Fabreng unless it's the right time and under the right conditions. So this is my feeling. I've, to repeat and summarize, Nagunim that have words that are from Teda or from Siddha, you're not allowed to sing because of the Kedush of Saisius. And if the Nagunim have no words, if the Nagunim's relationship with the Hebrew words is loose, that's one question. If the Nagunim's associated with Hebrew words is much closer, it becomes a different question. Particularly when it comes to Nagunim Toichniyim, Nagunim that are that have such depth and they represent the Neshama of Yidin and Yiddishkeit in such a special way. I think it's halachically not allowed. I think Apidin, it takes on a certain Kedusha, doesn't allow it to be uh, hummed in an environment where people are not so new. Certainly, in the level of Hasidis, it's not appropriate to sing such Nagunim in such places. Beklau, when a person is in a Vesakise, for those who do not know, the halacha is, they're supposed to be quiet. Right? There's an argument to be made that women should talk in a Vesakise, but certainly men in a Vesakise are supposed to be quiet. And you could make a similar argument for a Merchitz, um, for a Mikvah. Meaning to say, you come, you do what you have to, you go. It's not a place to hang around and schmooze, even though, as the expression is, it's the source of all news. Uh, once we're having this conversation, let me, of course, add a well-known Hasidic adage um, based on a well-known uh, legend, if you will, that the word Chazan is an abbreviation. Chazan means a singer. Chazan means, the abbreviation of Chazan is Chazonim Zanyan Adonim. Chazonim are fools. Now, why would you consider a Chazan a fool? So there's an expression from one of the Rabbeim, I think from the Rabbi Rashab, who said that the Heichel HaNegina is known to the Heichel HaTshuva. When Eimitzvah's Gefinzich in the Heichel HaNegina or Shpiktish Taran, the Heichel HaTshuva is a Nar. This is an approximate quote, that's not a precise quote. And it means the chamber, the hall of Tshuva is next door to the hall, to the chamber of music. So if somebody's musical, that means they have more than most other people a tendency towards Tshuva. And I would interpret that to mean that they have in their basic nature an aspect of melancholy, which I think is a basic part of uh, music. But I could be wrong about that. But this is what the Rebbe Rashab said, that there's a proximity between the chamber that has to do with music and the chamber that has to do with tshuva. And if a person is foolish enough to, re to remain in the Heichal again and not jump over to the Heichal tshuva, he's a fool. I mean, a person who has a chush of music, and he allows the chush of music to become an end unto itself, and doesn't use it to the advancement of his humanity to a higher level, it's considered folly. I'm just throwing this in as an afterthought um, based on the fact that the question was asked, that's all. Um, in the Beis HaMikdash, there was a lot of music. They played, they sang, and certainly the music was made in all kinds of good feelings. Dveikas Nelikus, Gagoim for Nelikus, and certainly Tshuva as well. And that's the best way to use Negina, 
to help us be deeper and better people and more closely and more deeply connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to Atzmas and Hussein Baruch These are my thoughts on the question. And um, if I'm making a mistake, Hashem HaToyv Yechab Rabadi. Thank you.